they're making three more Avatar movies. Yeah. I wish, and I think I said it on a really early episode, that that show, that movie would have just been a documentary about the planet. I would have watched that a hundred times over. Because visually it was an amazing movie and quite the feat and the characters and everything looked really cool. But the story was so boring. Yeah. Ugh. Dances with Wolves in Space. Basically, yes. And Dances with Wolves is way better. It's way better. It's way better. And we met the horse. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I think it was a horse. Sure looked like it. That was... They, they had a the wood sign that said it was the horse. Sure that... I actually look. I was actually bummed out because it didn't have like this huge, amazing setup. You know, it was this a uh, some fences and a little hut. I was like, oh, poor thing, poor old horse. I was on screen with Kevin Costner. Now look at me. He looked very unhappy. Yeah, I did not look happy. Bumming us out. Talking about a horse. No, that probably is already done. I'm even going to try and play the nerd mode theme mixed in. Maybe it'll work better now that I I think I figured out my PC issues where it was, I mean, it was like 95% PC usage all the time. So I'm digging around looking at it and I found that Windows Media Player was updating my files constantly. Like, I turned it on yesterday when we were going to podcast, and I just left it on. I was like, I'm just going to let it do its updating, and maybe it'll be done. Turned it on this morning, it was still doing it. So it's like a round-the-clock, constant running program. So I managed to get that to turn off and stay off, so I'm at like 4%. I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> so maybe all these little things that haven't been working properly with podcasting and everything will work better now because I don't have that thing needlessly running in the background. Yeah, I think. And that's the hard part about, like, I was going to have that running while we recorded, but it's so distracting and starts stressing me out. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, why am I running at 40%? What? Oh, I opened my email. Yeah. Okay, wait, okay, it's at 10%. Okay, I better slow. Let's turn this off down to 5%. Like, you end up trying to juggle the processes on a computer, and that's just kind of a ridiculous thing to try to maintain <laughs> it's like trying to shush a uh, preschool you know this it's just not gonna work this kids are gonna make noise computers are gonna process <laughs> good evening gentlemen we've got a great night in store for you i see a lot of new faces out there well, there's some familiar ones, so I'm not going to yammer on too long. I want you all to sit back, enjoy the service, the scenery, but most of all, enjoy the show. Hit it. Are you sure you want to do this? I know people do it in movies all the time, but there are bound to be real-world consequences. He's kind of a nerd. It's cool, I'm taking it back. Everyone else is growing and changing all the time, and that's not really my jam. I'm more of a fast-blinking, stoic, removed, uncomfortably self-aware type. Nerd! Nerd! 
being extremely clever up here, and there's not a stand around looking impressed. What's the point in having you all? Okay, so 10 out of 10 for style, but minus several million for good thinking. Show's gonna last three weeks! Six seasons and a movie! I think it worked. Are we still here? Oh, my power gram. Will... Oh, you're seeing a redux. Yeah, it's crashing. Oh, no. That's okay. Hold on. That's just not going to work. I think I'm still here, though. Yep, I still hear you. And it's still recording? That's ridiculous. Okay, well, that didn't work, but we'll see how it sounds uh, post, post-recording. post uh, What a joke. Um. So yeah, this is nerd mode. We're trying to branch out and actually add real um, audio to the live recording to maybe curve back a little bit on my uh, my editing, and it really did not work very well. It's, this is a problem I've had since, as long as I've been podcasting, actually, Jordan and I both, I don't know if it, we just got a bad version of Power Grammo or what, but you're supposed to be able to play music and audio clips and have the whole thing going and then just s- seamlessly go through. And I played a clip once, I was like five seconds, and it, it froze up my Power Grammo. But we're just going to press on because even though it told me to close the program, it's still recording and it's still running and we are doing good. So we're just going to keep going. Uh, I was also going to play the plugs thing, but I'm not going to do that because that will crash my power ramble for sure. This is Nerd Mode. I am Space Buck Chuck, and back in the studio, and hopefully we can do it again next weekend, is my co-host and sister, Ditsy B. Hello. <laughs> now I want to play Borderlands every time you say that. I know. Um, well that, is that guy's name Steve on there? I think so. Ditsy Steve. <laughs> uh, we have a, a little episode planned today. Nothing too huge, right? It's going to be a basic. I think so. We only have a couple things to go over. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what they are now. I don't have them written down. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Ghostbusters b- reboot. Mm-hmm. And Angie here, or B, I guess I could call you, or Ditsy, Miss Ditsy, I don't know, DB. <laughs> I uh, had a really interesting idea of what we're going to do instead of, well, since we've already done a recast of the movie in a previous episode, she had a, a fun idea of a different way to approach our thoughts and feelings on the reboot. Do you want to explain that real quick before we uh, move on to the little bits? Well, sure. I don't even know how I thought of it. I was at work and I was thinking about Ghostbusters and I thought wanted to do something about it on the podcast or something different. And I thought, what if we take the main actors from the from the movie instead of talking about ghostbusters more because everybody is now that the reboot is happening they're revisiting the old one and and then what if we take the actors who were in the original ghostbusters movie and then find movies that they were in other than ghostbusters that we like and talk about those instead yeah and i like it i think that uh we could almost do an entire segment as a regular thing whenever there's a reboot or a movie cast or that comes out that is just rubbish that we don't enjoy yeah. Look at the cast and see what they put out that we do enjoy. Yeah, I have I have our next one already. Uh, I'm guessing Poltergeist. No, I'm guess I'm saying Breakfast Club. Oh yeah. They they might re-release it to the theaters. Yes, the I was going to talk about that a little bit. I'm hoping it it hits. It probably won't hit in our hometown, but hopefully nearby. 
Yep. That would be a lot of fun to go see. Um, I'll pay to see it. Just to hear the music. In a theater. I think seeing that on the big screen would be great, you know? So little at the time that came out. Kind of missed out on that. I, uh, I did get to see Ghostbusters 2 at the theater. That was fun. And maybe number one, but I was probably five, so I don't know if I uh, made it to that one. I was four when Ghostbusters came Yeah, so I was two and a half. Yeah. Uh, probably were... didn't make it to the theater for that one. Um, uh, then what else were we going to talk about? Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Yes, The Walking Dead. I can already tell you and I are of slightly different minds on the episode. Oh, yeah. Um, where you are feeling absolute rage. Yeah, pretty Anger. Much. Um... I'm trying to think a few other emotional states that you've gone through in the past. A little bit of nausea. A little bit of nausea. Where I was went immediately from shock to acceptance pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against uh, Tyrese at all. It's just that's that's where my brain went when that when uh, the latest episode happened. Uh, before we get into that, obviously, I'm pretty sure anybody listening already knows the fate of Tyrese. Uh, could throw in our obligatory, obligatory uh, spoiler alert warning here that we will talk about what happened on last episode. So if you haven't, most likely you're living under a rock with zero social networking. Otherwise, you, I'm pretty sure you would have known it too. One thing I noticed is that uh, AMC decided to wait two days before they post spoilers as opposed to posting them as the episode was playing on the, uh, the East Coast. Yep. Like when Beth died. Oh, I would have been so mad. Because I do hate spoilers. You don't mind. I don't mind them, but I don't like them either. If I can avoid them. If I go see- searching them, then that's my fault. But yeah. if there's up my face, I'm like, hey! And I also, like, I, I accept a responsibility if, um, for instance, Orange is the New Black. I saw the entire second season and probably two-thirds of the first season, and I just fell out of habit watching it. And then uh, Steph, my amazing co-host from the last episode, was ready to watch the second season with me when it came out. And she's like, well, do you mind not watching those last few? And I was like, it's been like nine weeks since in, that I had time to watch those. So I'm, I'm fine in that case, just jumping ahead. And then I was like, I'll just, it'll be like a prequel now if I go back and watch those episodes. Um, same with uh, American Horror Story. Uh, freak show i missed uh two episodes but i i read up on them so we could finish and watch those excuse me um the season finale together so in those cases i do take a responsibility and i don't actively search out spoilers unless i'm reading about wrestling for some reason that's the one thing i can handle spoilers with (laughs) but when it comes to movies and tv shows i have a very short attention span for that um, even fake spoilers drive me nuts. Oh yeah, I had that when I was uh, when Scream the Scream movies were coming out. And People throwing out sp- fake spoilers. Scenarios and I think one they actually had to change the movie because one of the movies because the script was released. They had to refilm parts of the movie. I'm hoping that was Scream Two because that ending was horrible. Yeah, it was Scream Two. <laughs> yeah, because they had to have just like pulled that one out of a hat because the, the ending of that one was just I thought it was garbage. Yeah, the original ending, um, her best friend was supposed to be, it was like a Mickey and Mallory kind of a thing. See, that makes much more sense. Yeah. I think, again, spoilers, but if you haven't watched Scream 2 by now, that was, what, 97 that came out? Yeah, if not, a little bit, yeah. It's almost a decade. Yeah. 
Um, I thought the introduction of Mrs. Loomis in the final moments uh, as the villain was a complete cop-out because yep. we never once saw a picture or photograph or a description of her in the previous movie nope. to all of a sudden introduce her. That reminded me of the movie uh, Murder by Death. Yeah. When he's scolding all these mystery writers and he's like, you can't introduce a new character as your villain five minutes before the movie is over or the story is over. So when I'm watching that movie, I think I saw it in the theater, I almost started yelling that. Like, I was in such a rage yeah. at the ridiculous ending that they just threw together that they barely even acknowledged in the third one. So I'm guessing they uh, decided, hey, this was horrible. Let's get the movie back on because the third one was good. Yeah. The first and the third were awesome. And then the fourth one was horrible. I didn't watch the fourth one. I was burnt out at that point. Yeah. And then I only watched... What was the other one? I know what you did last summer. I watched the first two of that, and then I got over it. And then... Well, the Bone Collector, did, they did the exact they same. They did. The movie was so good. So good up until, like, the last 15 minutes. And you're like, what? Who is this guy? That's they... just like the Dexter series. It was yeah. so good for so long. And then you're like, wait, what? Come on. But we're also... Steph and I are going to talk about that. And one thing we're going to do is... We're going to fix the ending. That's one of the segments we're going to do when we do our entire Dexter series episode. I have uh, some fun ideas on how I would have ended the show. It would have been awesome. <laughs> um, we uh, Last night we watched um, Book of Life, the animated movie. It takes yeah. place during uh, Day of the Dead. That was an amazing movie. It was so cool, so visual, colorful. Um, a neat kind of Romeo and Juliet sort of story, uh, and hilarious. So if you guys get a chance to watch it, if you want to watch another good animated movie, check that one out. And it was an awesome Valentine's Day movie. We had a whole val- Valentine's Day dinner in the basement. Um, just a slight description for the, the listeners who have not been in my basement, a.k.a. everyone but you. Um <laughs> We have this big sectional couch that has three moving pieces in it, uh, ottomans, that if we line them up a certain way, it just becomes like a big square. But if you take those and move it, it actually becomes more of a donut. Actually, I'm sorry, it's only got two moving pieces. So we were talking about it, and I had an idea of taking our card table, a square card table, and put it in the middle, make the donut so there's floor in the middle, and then couch all around it. It fit in there so well. It looked like a giant dinner booth. (laughs) <laughs> so we put that in there, and Annabelle and I were such a team. We put up a bunch of uh, uh, little electric candles and got plates all ready, and she was so excited to have it all done before Steph got home with Chinese food. Um, we, pl- I have a bunch of Christmas lights on in the basement around the theater. We turned on some of those, and when you looked at the TV, there's red li- Christmas lights around it and then a bunch of candles in front of it. And the movie is a lot of red and flickering candles style to it, so the whole thing just looked amazing. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> and then we also watched SpongeBob. I think I might have mentioned that before. Maybe not. I enjoyed that movie a lot more than I was expecting. So many puns. <laughs> this one, one little part. What basically happens is they lose the, uh, or the, the secret recipe for the Krabby Patty has been stolen. And I've watched maybe in an episode, an entire episode of SpongeBob my whole life, so I really don't know much beyond that. And the whole uh, Bikini Bottom town is falling into disarray because of this. And the one guy's like, 
this is going to be the end of the world as we know it. This is going to be the apocalypse. And he's like, oh, don't you think you're overblowing it? And all of a sudden, just in a blink, everything is dystopian fire, and they're all wearing, like, Mad Max bondage gear. He's like, oh, God. He's like, welcome to the apocalypse. I hope you like leather. <laughs> and I, from then on, I was just losing it because there's so many puns. And Steph is like, did you write this movie? I'm like, I think so. <laughs> My future self maybe sent it back or something. I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting. I was thinking I'd be really bored because I'm not a SpongeBob guy. Yeah. But it was fun, and it was a really cool animation style. And when they went into the real world and actually had the characters interacting with real people, it's very cool. <laughs> um, did you see any uh, new movies or TV shows you wanted to bring up? Uh, Can no. Can you our nerd I, mode recommends? I just slammed through three episodes of Agent Carter last night, though, at Mom and Dad's. Nice. Crap, that show was awesome. It is really good. I should start watching that and uh, try and get back in Agents of, Shield, Agents of Shield again. I think that's called. I knew it. They haven't released anything yet because it's just—it's so good. Oh. It gets deeper, deeper. It's like a, you know, it's a good Marvel movie for the. It just keeps snowballing and then the, just getting more and more to it. And more characters are coming in, and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and I was just thinking about that the other day too. Um, while Agents of uh, Agent Carter is kind of a standalone, I mean, it has cameos from people from the movies. You know, ba- basically the uh, um, Tony Stark's father has a few cameos, characters like that. And Shield actually really intertwines with the movie yeah. movies considerably well. I was thinking about that because DC is taking in a totally different approach. Where, from what I understand, Gotham is amazing. I want to check it out. Uh, apparently, the Joker might be coming on that as a young boy. Cool. Yeah, that might be kind of cool. The actor they picked to play him. Um, I'm blanking on who he is, but I'm fairly certain he um, is in, or it looks shockingly like him, um, the one, uh, the the middle brother on Shameless. Oh, Ian. Ian. I think that's the actor, or it's like his little brother, because it looks a lot like him. Um, they, I found that out through uh, the, the boys at BS Chronicles had posted a link about it, and I saw the trailer. Awesome. But it also is going to have like Harley Quinn and um, the Penguins on there. He's a regular character, you know. So they, they're, that show is really, it seems at the moment, the lifeblood of at least the Batman universe. Yeah. Um, and they also Flash, I guess, is doing really well, and Arrow is doing really well. So their TV shows, I guess, are doing well, but they don't seem like they're cohesive and mixing with their movie universe because you know they put a movie out so distant. And I think we've covered that too, the DC versus Marvel movie universes. Marvel has theirs all planned out. Yeah, like until I'm almost retired. <laughs> um, but way out there. What DC does have going for them is their straight-to-DVD animated movies are all really good. Um, I'll recommend again, Under the Red Hood. Um, it's been out for probably about six years. is an awesome animated Batman movie. But I almost wonder if that is doing damage, too, because they have so many different versions of Batman out and so many different versions of Superman out and so many different versions of like Teen Titans. and It's hard to pinpoint what, what universe they're actually uh, playing through, you know? So I wonder if 
Marvel is taking cues from that and not just doing a standalone TV show. They're they're mixing it in and creating one dynamic, huge universe as opposed to a bunch of purchase to own DVDs on a rack. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Well, even they even have different actors playing the different Batmans. There's probably like four or five different Batmans. And then you there's know. different versions of each Batman too. You know, they've got. Um, Ultimate Batman and the regular Batman classic ones, and then they've got what was the one that came out? I thought about picking up was Batman basically comes out of retirement, so he's he looks like uh, um, blanking on his name too. I'm having a tough time with names today. <laughs> Madsen, um, he was in like Reservoir Dogs. Oh, Michael Mis- Madsen. Michael Madsen, he looks like him, you know, mm-hmm. aged a bit of a punch on him, comes out of retirement to help fight crime again. And so they're doing all these cool Batman stories, but I just, I was worried that that could harm them in the long run if they're saturating their market. So when you watch a movie, you're like, okay, which Batman am I watching specifically? Yeah. Where that's not really happening. That's only happened in Marvel with the poor Spider-Man and a little bit of the incredible Hulk, I suppose. But I think they got it dialed in now with Mark Ruffalo's doing an awesome job. I just don't know if he can carry a movie by himself. I don't know if they'll try a standalone Hulk movie again. I, I just it hasn't they haven't had good luck with that. And that was, they're both really expensive. Yeah, the, well, yeah, when your your main hero is almost all CGI. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you seen the trailers for Ant Man? I think it looks good. I think it's going to be a fun movie. I. I I really know nothing about Ant-Man, though. I, I don't think anybody really knows much about Ant-Man. The only My extent of knowing Ant-Man is from the 70s uh, SNL sketch where all the superheroes are having a cocktail mixer. Oh, yeah. And uh, one guy comes in, and he's Ant-Man, and he can shrink down to the size of an ant but maintain his human strength. <laughs> Which I'm maybe Devin can help back that up. Seems like if somebody could punch with, let's say, just arbitrary number of 100 pounds per square inch, let's say that's the average punch, if all of that is put to a pinpoint fist the size of an ant, that could do some serious damage. That's like if somebody steps on your hand, it's not going to hurt too bad, but if they're wearing a stiletto high heel, it's going to pu- puncture right through your all the meat in your hand. Yeah. So he's got that going for him. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's going to be fun. I think that would be a good, good uh, evening out to check out that movie. I think anything else happening media-wise. Well, we talked about Breakfast Club's coming in. They're going to re-release it. Yep, and hopefully if that's around, we'll have to try to see. I think the, maybe the closest we'd have to go to, like, maybe Eden Prairie, the AMC theater. Yeah, maybe. And then we can spend $8 on a bottle of water. <laughs> I've true story. Stuff in. Um, <laughs> trying to think of any games I've really... I've been playing a lot of Minecraft lately, again. Uh, for Valentine's Day, Steph got me a a help guide on building ideas for building castles and stuff. So I was already doing that this morning at like 8 in the morning. <laughs> Woke up, all the girls are still in bed. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to play a little Minecraft. Uh, Animal Crossing. Been playing that on the DS a lot. But my copy was hijacked by the girls so they can both play. So they're upstairs playing that right now. I'm trying to think. That's about it. Well, I, I have one. SNL's 40th anniversary show is on tonight. That is on tonight. Oh, I should tell Steph we got to try to record that. Yep. 
that should be pretty good. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to have a lot of the old school crew on there. Well, I think most of them, the only people I think who might not show up would be Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. Yeah. Because they're Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. Well, Chevy Chase is in that, like, he burns bridges. Oh, yeah. And articles I've read about Bill Murray, he isn't a fan of contracts. He does everything on, like, a gentleman's agreement. So if he says he's going to show, it's kind of in the air if he'll actually be able to make it or not. Um, I could definitely see, like, Martin Short showing up. Um, maybe Dan Aykroyd I could see. That'd be kind of good to see him again. Oh, God. I ever, his favorite thing, my favorite thing he ever did was the that bassinator or whatever. It was a sketch he did where he was selling a blender that blended fish. Oh, gosh. I liked... <laughs> And then, of course, he did the the, the uh, famous um, Julia Child sketch where he cuts his hand. <laughs> she needs to bleed everywhere. I always like the one where he's a, a real seedy, scummy toy salesman. <laughs> oh, it's buy this bag of glass. It's just, it's a it's a bag full of broken glass, and the kids love it. They love it. It's a good holiday present. <laughs> he did a he was, um, what's his name? It's gonna bug me. Something Garvin. His last name was Garvin, and he was a. He did all that stuff. He was a lawyer, and it was the same character, I think. I think. I'm trying to remember. Or at least similar, yeah. Yeah, and then they were all pretty close to the same thing. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to have to check that out. Probably won't be able to. Wait, that's tonight? Isn't it Sunday? No, it is. What day is it today? It's Sunday. Why is the 40th Saturday Night Live on Sunday, not Saturday? Because Saturday Night Live was on last night. Mind blown. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else new. Confirm people who are going to be there. I'm, on, I'm reading it off the, off the Nerdist right now. Billy Crystal, Bradley Cooper, Edward Norton, Miley Cyrus, Kevin Nealon, Anna Gaster, Colin Quinn, Joe Piscopo. Yeah. Oh, nice. Tim Meadows and Will Forte are going to be there. And then the, Eddie Murphy, Jim Carrey, Lorraine Newman, Dan Aykroyd, Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, Steve Martin, Amy Poehler, Chris Rock. Maya Rudolph, Jerry Seinfeld, Adam Sandler, Martin Short, Betty White, Kristen Wiig, and many, many more. Oh, my gosh. TVs are going to explode. I know. Can't have that much funny in one screen. What are they doing? That's critical mass. (laughs) But it looks like it's going to be two hours. Well, that'll be okay. Maybe it'll just be like a a gauntlet of just short, funny sketches here and there. I bet a lot of that's going to happen during the open monologue. I bet a lot of those people are going to come out and do their little cameos there and stuff, but... Starts at 8 o'clock. Or no, it would be 3 hours. 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, our time. Okay. And then That's going to be worth it. That's going to be fun. The uh, red carpet special, apparently, hosted by Carson Daly. Mm-hmm. Yay. I don't like him much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Other than what's-his-face who was on American Idol. What's his guy's name? Ryan Seacrest? Yeah. Peace choose. out, Seacrest. Yeah, I don't like him either. Choose Carson Daly, but that's if I had to choose. I don't know. I know. I just turned my TV off. I had to pick. <laughs> I'd go have a sandwich. Um, see, what else? What else is new going on? I'm, I'm slowly entertaining the idea of trying to get, like, a live call-in thing. But for that to work, we'd have to have, like, a set time. We'd record every, like, Saturday or whatever. Yeah. Which I think is doable. And your computer to work. Yeah. It's it's working really nice now. 
But I think that'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Have a live show and be able people just call in. Now that I'm dialing back my the overall editing mm-hmm. that I'm doing, um, I'm not so afraid of tangents and dead air as I used to be. I just throw it out there. I don't think anybody's really going to care. My earlier episodes, I was a freak about editing out like long spans of silence. And by long, I mean like two to three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> But that was me just trying in vain to shorten an episode down because Jordan and I would tangent and rant about wrestling. Speaking of Jordan, we need to get him on the show. I want to talk about wrestling again. Get a backstage <laughs> heat reunion going here. But it's getting dangerously close to uh, the spring slash uh, wakeboarding. And when that happens, I'm never going to see Jordan again. <laughs> Until the snow falls. Until the snow falls and the snowboarding season. Like, <laughs> and there's just a, a little bit of time in the spring, a little time in the fall where I can actually really get Jordan in, into the studio. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's really about it. Uh, yeah, we're already at 35 minutes of a tangent-filled nerd mode episode. Oh, there's a new movie coming out that we both want to see. Uh, Crimson Peak. Yes, that looks creepy and awesome. And what an amazing cast. I know, I'm so excited. There's a lot of good movies coming out. Tom Wilson has his shirt off in this movie. So that right there makes me want to see it. I think even I can handle that. He is Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah, it is Tom Hiddleston. He's I was going to post a picture of Tom Hiddleston on that comment that thing Jordan posted about uh, men with this kind of hairstyle and beard are going to steal your girlfriend. Steal your girlfriend. And I was going to put a picture of Tom Hiddleston, like, no, this guy's going to steal your girlfriend. <laughs> um, no, that looks really creepy. It looks like a really nice, um, nice, uh, a good, uh, suspenseful horror movie. It's been a while. Hopefully I'm not already selling it up too much, but it's been a while since there's been a good one of those out. Yeah. They tried with that, um, the woman in black, but it kind of, it kind of went off. In a weird way, at the you know, toward the end. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. I should. I should really t- check out some Daniel Radcliffe that is in Harry Potter. The closest I've got was watching his do the ABCs of rhyme. On uh, that was cool. That was amazing. You say that, and then your your girlfriend just posted something on Facebook that said, "Life would be so hard if we weren't muggles." Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Right that popped up on my Facebook. That's awesome. Can she, Can she hear, us? hear us? Oh, that was weird. I heard myself. You guys are just so in linked. linked we really together. are. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, <laughs> to any of the people that listened to our last episode, where it was the two of us, uh, for any dental repair for cavities and toothaches, don't come to me. I can't afford it. I apologize. But we are pretty adorable. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Um, for Valentine's, she gave me the Minecraft book and my own mug, because I don't really have my own coffee mug here, and two big old packs of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, my favorite peanut butter cups. And for her, I gave her a tiny little Jon Snow and a tiny little uh, Daenerys Targaryen uh, keychain figures. So she put Daenerys on a shelf where it ended up... Well, I bought the Game of Thrones seasons one and two on Blu-ray, and I got three pop figures of Carl Drogo, 
Daenerys Targaryen. She's like the blonde girl that's like the Game of Thrones woman. And a dragon, so those are sitting on a shelf. So she put the little Daenerys there. It's like, it looks like they have a little girl. Because <laughs> it's the same style, just tiny. And she's going to take the little Jon Snow with her. And I was like, here you go, have an inch of snow. Because he's an inch tall. <laughs> so we, we definitely had a nerdy um, Valentine's Day last night. I gave each girl a one-pound gummy bear. They couldn't handle it. They tried to take a bite, and the stuff is like, it's a hard thing to just bite. Yeah. So we tried to take a bite off of a foot and an ear, and it just wasn't happening. So we actually have to cut them with a knife and eat them that way. Yeah. Uh, we better move forward. Uh, so, again, I talked touched a little bit on a previous episode that they are rebooting. Have we found out specifically it's a reboot, or is it a sequel? No plot that has been released yet, and I just... Uh. I'm hoping they go sequel. I don't think they need to reboot it. I don't think we'd want to have to rewatch all those iconic scenes done over. Yeah, I just hope it's, it's Dan Aykroyd's involved in the writing of it. That's all I ask. Yeah, since he's been pushing for it since number uh, two came out. Yep. Did you ever play the uh, Ghostbusters Xbox game? No, I haven't. It's yet. really fun. Um, and they basically call it the third movie because it's got its own extra story and there's a bunch of new phase, uh, blasters and stuff they have on there. Um, it's voiced by, I think, the entire cast, except for maybe Bill Murray. I can't remember if he was part of it. I'll check. Yeah, it's definitely worth a play. Like, I had a lot of fun with it, because you basically just go around catching ghosts, like in the movie, and finding little clues, and um, it's got a kind of a same style as, like, Gears of War, almost, where you'd be exploring and find little audio clips and evidence and stuff, talking about the history of the area and the ghosts in there, and... Um, and then who was the new cast now? It's Kristen Wiig, uh, Melissa McCarthy, and then who are the two gals from SNL? I'm trying to remember. Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones, I believe. Leslie Jones, yeah. And I think I said it before, my only worry is that they're going to make it raunchy and rated R, which one website, again, was like E.T. or something like that, so it's not very re- reputable. No, but um, yeah, Let's talk about how it's going to be a raunchy bridesmaid version of the show or the movie and I was like that would be a real bummer because I know two little girls that love Ghostbusters and would be just tickled tickled pink if they could watch it with all females and then not be able to see it because it's not child appropriate I know I I don't know why ever since um, The Hangover came out they want to make every ensemble cast like that make every movie really raunchy and over the top and I didn't like Bridesmaids I, I was I was bored with it. I it was I didn't like it. I loved the Hangover. I did not like Bridesmaids. I was bored. I didn't like Hangover Two, aka Hangover One. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched the third one. I'm not going to bother. I might, I want to just to see how they end it. Yeah. They should have ended on the first one. Like there's really not much else, not much more story you could tell without th- saying the exact same story. Um, yeah. um. I don't know why they think they have to make every movie like that yeah and it's always the remakes too is they they take a movie remake and they feel like they need to up the ante and increase whatever minute amount of humor that they had you know like dirty humor like well let's let's kick it all the way up let's bring it to an 11 you don't have to do that but you don't screw it up why do you have to make it quote unquote better so so we're 
at least two out of the four main hosts on Nerd Mode are cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too sure where Jeff and Devin are falling in that in that list. Um, we'll have to wait and hear from them, see what they're what they're thinking. Yeah. Um, hopefully, pretty soon we can get Devin back in into the studio. I don't know. There's a lot of people in Nerd Mode who were not happy. No, in the in the Facebook group, yeah, it's, it was probably. 90% were angry about it, and a lot of that was Melissa McCarthy, which I was kind of bummed because I think she's funny. I, don't... I like her, right? You know, I, like, I... I like her humor. She's not my favorite. I mean, I'm no. not like, i got to watch it because she's in it. No, but I do I do enjoy her delivery, and I think she's funny. I'm glad Kristen Wiggsy made it because she is my favorite. <laughs> I like Ever since the Joe Schmo show when she was Dr. Pat. <laughs> that was before SNL. That was but... before she was even on there, yeah. She's my favorite. She's amazing on SNL. Um, so let's uh, let's dive into your, your f- kind of fun little project here. Yeah. Let's see how it works. Yeah, I think it should be just fine. All right. Yeah, um, who did, who should we start with uh, when we're doing our... This will be kind of our not, not this or this, not that kind of segment yep. where we're going to say, okay, this actor was in this movie, but he did a really good job or she did a really good job in this movie, and I'm probably going to have to list probably two movies per because I was really starting to struggle. There's a there's a couple where I have two, um, but the rest I have one. Okay. Who should and we start with? There's gonna be I know for sure there's gonna be one that you and I have the same. There I might know. be a couple, yeah. I'm 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 suspecting that's gonna be uh the case here. Even though these actors all have storied uh careers, there's so many iconic ones that yeah. everyone gravitates to, so should we start with one of the with the main guys, or who should we start with? You Let's pick. start with the lesser ones, and we'll work our way up. Which, okay. when I say lesser, I mean just TV time, not in entertainment value and or skill. Okay. Um. Well, I think we've got some time. Let's. What the heck? Let's go with Janine. We'll start with Annie Potts. We'll we'll kick off with her. Okay. I didn't do one for her, so you go. You can go first. I'll I'll just start skimming here. And well, like like I said at the beginning, um, I'm not too sure if that's going to make it past the editing. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Toy Story. I did not realize she did the voice of Bo Peep. Um, so Toy Story 1 and 2 from Annie Potts I think was awesome. If I could stretch out even farther, I am going to throw out Who's Harry Crumb because that movie is amazing. It is amazing. In a <laughs> really bad way, it's amazing. Yeah, it's... It was overshadowed by naked the Naked Gun series. Yeah. It came out about the same time. But that's not to devalue how actually hilarious the movie can be at, at times. So. Her head must be huge. Her head must I was just thinking that exact scene. <laughs> or Bombay air conditioning when he's stuck in the air duct. Oh, I could go on and on. When he's on the fan on the ceiling. Seriously, guys, if you get a chance, check out Who's Harry Crumb. Watch some... Some amazing slapstick comedy from John Candy. John Candy. <laughs> comedy from Candy is hard to say. Comedy from Candy? You want to say Kennedy. Can- you do kind of, yeah. All right, my probably my favorite Andy Potts movie. There's two now that I'm looking at it. My favorite one, probably Pretty in Pink. Yep, she was good in that one. Uh, she was uh, Molly Ringwald's boss slash... She was kind of her buddy a little bit. Uh, almost like her mom. Yeah in the movie and I just thought she was just so funny she was so such the typical 80s woman that it was just hilarious watching her with the, the big hair and the big poofy skirts and... she was kind of the Madonna of the movie industry really when you, when you look at how she was in a lot of her movies back then she was very Madonna style 
Um, and the other one would be Jumpin' Jack Flash. She was only a tiny bit of it. Oh, that's right. You used know. to watch a movie all the time growing up. Oh, and I don't know. Probably because it was like a James Bond movie, but it was funny. Yeah. And it was a woman. I didn't care who was in it. I just liked the story. <laughs> but yeah, I love that movie. Um, and I'm going to give this actor some love because he's had a real tough time. William Atherton, who plays uh, <laughs> Walter Peck. Peck. That poor actor. He has actually gotten in fights at bars. Guys pick fights with him because the characters he plays are so be- believably evil yeah. that people actively are trying to beat him up, not understanding that he's just doing that good of a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a couple movies from him, uh, he was awesome in... And it's a movie that I uh, regrettably enjoy thoroughly, Biodome. You were going to say that? <laughs> I said you regret that you love it. I just say that's I know which one it is. I really, really enjoy uh, the the movie Biodome, and uh, it's a it's a guilty pleasure. Um, Again, I am blanking on his name. The actor in it plays the weasel. Polly Shore. Polly Shore. I kept on thinking it started with a B. What the heck? You need a little caffeine, maybe. I think so. I've only had a little bit of coffee today. Um, he was in Biodome, which I thought was awesome. And what was the other one? I'm digging through real quick to find it. Um, what the heck? I'm going to throw out the... Uh, this is the one you're probably thinking of. Real Genius. That's the one. Yeah. Played Jerry Hathaway. Yeah. Same character in all three movies, but... Well, he's the same character in every movie. and He's he- so good at it said though he wishes he'd never been in ghostbusters yeah because it's kind of started that whole thing and it didn't hold him and now he's every character every script he gets he said he plays these horrible people i'm gonna i'm gonna try and rent and watch something from his earlier works um i want to see i'm gonna and you just feel bad because all of his characters he's yeah everything before 84 so what the heck? Tomorrow's Child as Jim Spence. I'm going to try and find that, and I'm going to rent it, and I'm going to let you guys know what, what's going on. We're going to add that to my uh, my idea of what, listening to One Hit Wonders albums. I want to find out what he had going on before that. Because, yeah, when you look at the movies afterwards, it's yeah. all pretty much the same character. And it's that's a bummer, but he's like the Joffrey of the 80s. You know, it's He did such a good job at making people hate him that... The people can't not hate him. I, if I saw him, I'd just give the guy a hug. You need some. You want some chocolate? I have some chocolate. I would. I would give him a fist bump and tell him good job, because <laughs> he is really good at his job. Yep. Poor Will. Uh, should we? Rick Moranis, Lewis Tully. Hey, you gonna skip me now? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gotta start saying something, and then when I get like one last. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Angie. If you could be quiet, I'm waiting for Mike to respond. Mike, are you there? <laughs> oh, that's okay. so bad. No, it's all right. Continue. Let's move forward. <laughs> um, my favorite, and it's a guilty pleasure for me too, because the movie is not that you know, it's not wasn't a big money maker, but it's such a awesomely scripted. It's almost like those old comedies in the '40s. Everything's just right. Oscar. I was looking at that one. I kind of thought of that one, too. I love that because the dialogue is so, like, bang, 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 bang. But 
it's very much to me like an old Cary Grant movie. Yeah, that one is good. I have to try to find that on DVD. Um, yeah, I almost said that one too, but then I was like, I should go with Real Genius because that one really is a movie for me. Yeah, so if you can see Oscar 1991, Sylvester Stallone, when he was actually, he did a really good job. Yeah, playing. he was pretty funny in that. So funny. So yeah, that's a, one of my favorites. And Chaz Palminteri is adorable in that movie. Which is weird hearing Chaz Palminteri was adorable. I know. Um, uh, let's see. I'm looking at Rick Moranis, and I'm really going to have a hard time picking. Oh. One, I have to go Spaceballs. That's the one. I, we were, I said that's the one we're going to have the same. It's going to be, but there's also My Blue Heaven. He was amazing in. He was so good in that, too. Parenthood. Amazing. Yep. Little Shop of Horrors. Amazing. <laughs> and he just, he pretty much just retired from acting, so hopefully he'll have a, a cameo in the new one. I think that would be amazing. He, his wife passed away, so he retired to take care of his kids. So There you go. Yeah. You know, people think, oh, whatever happened to that guy? Well, he just kept being awesome, just not on camera anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think the latest thing he did was 2006. He did voice of a character for Brother Bear 2 and Brother Bear, and that's really about it. Mm-hmm. I love Little Giants. Little Giants was fun. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Even was- Honey, I Blew Up the Kid was good. Um, he was cute as Barney Rubble. <laughs> he did good. It's He's amazing, so hopefully... Uh, Anybody can see anything he did when he was on Second City TV. It's right up there with Saturday Night Live. It's just awesome. Plus, you need one of the McKenzie brothers. Yeah. The, the guys who drink beer. <laughs> Those were good. He's so good. Um, let's push forward here. Let's see. Should we go Sigourney Weaver next? Sure. That one I'm sure we're going to have a couple. We might even have the exact same two. Probably. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'll let you go first this time. Uh, my absolute favorite Sigourney Weaver movie that I have to watch every time it's on, you're going to laugh at me, is Holes. Holes? Really? Interesting. Yes. I have it on DVD. I love that movie. I, I every, had no clue. It's on ABC Family or whatever, and they take all the book commercials in it. I still have to watch it. That's that's awesome. That's It's interesting. Um, I wasn't expecting it, but cool. I know you wouldn't be. <laughs> that movie, I just love the whole story and... When before Shia LaBeouf went crazy and see now I almost want to try to find like a different random one. I but I was trying to find different ones like my Bill Murray. You won't even know that one. Uh, oh, I'm gonna say Galaxy Quest. That's good. I love that movie because it's kind of a spoof and still an awesome sci-fi movie. Yep. Um, let's see what else. See, I'm I'm going outside the box now because I could easily say Alien. Aliens was my other one. Yeah, that one's that one's up there. Uh, let me see if there's another one. Yeah, when we get past, go down away from, yeah, I don't think I can throw Annie Hall out there. I'm not quite as familiar with that one. We saw that one, Cedar Rapids. That's one with, um, what's the guy's name from The Hangover? Ed Helms is in it. Ed Helms is in that one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Couple in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, she's good in that one. Forgot about that one. That, yeah, that was pretty good. We're basically just now just reading off their their IMDb accounts. We have our favorites, but now we're just kind of educating the listeners. Yeah. I didn't realize she was in Wally playing the ship's computer. Interesting. That's new. Um, I guess the other one I will throw out there that I really enjoyed was uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yes, I, that was be my choice. I thought, well, well, 
She's not in a lot of it. Like, nope. No, but she's awesome what she's in, so. All right. Let's go with Ernie Hudson, who of everybody in the Ghostbusters movie has the longest career, or at least played the most roles. Yep. The oldest, too. Yep, and the oldest. I think that number actually got up, went up since the last time I was on here. 205. <laughs> um, let's see. I'll throw out... What were some of the ones I was looking at? I was really struggling with him. The, with him is where it started to become, I need to have multiple movies. I can't pick just one. Let's throw in The Crow. He was good in that, and it was an awesome movie. Might be a little too too big of a following for it, but still did good. Let's see, do you have one while I dig a little bit deeper? Yeah, mine was um, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Oh, he was really good on that one. So good on that. He played a handicapped kind of hot, like a handyman. Yep. And, uh, but he was so good. Just the, a big, gentle heart. Uh, just like almost, he almost reminds me of the character from The Green Mile. Yep. That yeah, it would be easy to confuse the two with the the, the character portrayal they both uh, yeah, both had. He, you totally believed him as that character. I totally. What's that? I forgot he was even in that movie. Yeah, I, I think I end up convincing myself it's a totally different actor whenever I see it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Start to finish, so. But the other thing I liked that Ernie Hudson was in was um, the show Oz. He did, Ernie Hudson's done a lot of television. And he was in Oz, which is one of my, one of my all-time favorite TV shows. It's so intense, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it's, know. it's more intense. I mean, from all the, it's, yeah, it's, but it's the show I, so good. Yeah, I hear it's good. I just don't know if I have that much room for that much intensity in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you only watch, like, one or two episodes, maybe, and then you have to take a break from it. But, yeah, yeah you can see why it was a weekly show, because there's no way they couldn't, they could have put the co- episodes closer together. But he played the warden through almost the entire series. Yeah, he plays a lot of cops. Yeah, he um, does. And then this, my my second for him, he plays a cop as well. He plays Sergeant O'Malley in Airheads. <laughs> that, I love that movie. That movie, I love that movie. All right, who should we go to next? We're down this, to three. Yeah, we're down to three with the, the main three. Let's go with uh, the late great Harold Ramis. Okay. I think I went first last time, so Don, if you can go. All right. And this also we could have done writer-director. Yeah. Um, I'm mostly going stuff that he was actually in. So did I, because there was a lot of, he wrote a lot of stuff, but I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I so. wrote Back to School. I love that movie. They got an ad for SCS TV. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Stripes. He was awesome in Stripes, which I'm also going to put a rule that I can't use that one for Bill Murray. <laughs> that was my rule too. I I have him first. I have Harold Ramis for stripes too, and that was mine too. I couldn't put him in both. Yeah. And he was in Airheads. He was in Airheads. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and apparently, he was in a deleted scene for High Fidelity. That's sad. I love oh, that movie. He, he, who did he? He was somebody's dad. Who's... Yeah, he played Rob's dad, the maid character. Oh, okay. 
Um, see, now I almost want to say Airheads, but I can't do that movie twice. That'll be that'll be a rule. Um, let's check out Writer. Maybe I'll have to dive into Writer. From all the way through one day. It's one of my friend's favorite movies, and I finally watched it the complete way through. Which movie was that? Baby Boom. Baby Boom? Oh, yeah, you did a... Uh... and Keaton. Yeah, I, so I finally watched it all the way through, and I really liked it. Oh, see, now I'm seeing some good movies that um, he wrote. So I'm going to throw out Armed and Dangerous with John Candy. He wrote that story and screenplay. I remember the only part I really remember about that is, is uh, Eugene Levy's butt. <laughs> he was an assless chaps. <laughs> it's never uh, never what you want to remember, the amazing Eugene Levy. <laughs> the first thing I got in my head is his butt. See, I always remember the scene where John Candy's fighting all the guard dogs, and he gets bit. He's like, "Oh, see how you like it." He bites the dog's leg. He bites the dog's ear. Yeah. <laughs> and he awesome. wrote Caddyshack. I mean, come on. Yeah. Did he write Caddyshack and Caddyshack Two? Because uh, when I saw it, it just said two. It says he wrote his characters and written by. So yeah, he must nice. have screenplay maybe. Caddyshack was amazing. Yep. Yeah, he was one of the. Well, hang on. I don't think he wrote it, though. Caddyshack 2. No, he wrote... Oh, he did write it. Yep, he did write it. They have him listed twice, so yeah. But yeah, Caddyshack is... I, it took me a long time for... I finally watched that, too, all the way through, and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, like I said, now the, the listeners are basically just listening to us read off of IMDb. That's okay. But again, that's okay. We're doing all the search work. We're doing the, the, the grunt work, so you guys can just go to the video store, go to Amazon, Netflix, what have you. And find the good stuff. Um, so now we're moving up the list. We're at, uh, let's go with Dan Aykroyd now. Again, that was another tough one. So Dan the, yeah, my favorite Dan Aykroyd movie, there was two. My first one, Neighbors. Oh, that was so good. And a totally different kind of character yeah. that you used to see in Dan Aykroyd play. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd played uh, kind of this. He moves next door to uh, Jim, no, John Belushi. He moves next door to John Belushi in kind of a suburban cul-de-sac, kind of very run-down neighborhood. And pretty much totally upheaves the whole neighborhood with his personality. And he's like this big, boisterous guy, blonde. He's bleach blonde. In this he, and he looks incredibly tall. You, you you see him now, and you don't think he'd be that tall, but when you see him in some of the movies, like, wow, he was a tall fella. Yeah. I did um, see him in life once. He has a huge head. See, I'm, I'm really jealous about that. <laughs> I, and, I was at the Mall of America, and I was there with my friends, and we looked down from above at him. He was like a signing for Blues Brothers. And I'm like, oh, my God, his head is huge. I'm just yeah, he's got a big head. <laughs> see, I'm struggling now because there are so many – Dan Aykroyd movies. Can I just say anything from like eighty one and on? Yeah. <laughs> um, if I had to pick the first one, I am going to say. Uh, gosh, that's hard. I should have made it a top five at this point. I don't even think that would have been enough. Good ones. I'm going to say My Girl. Yeah, that's. I knew you were going to do that one. That's Harry Saltonfuss. One of the. I shouldn't say only, but one of the main movies that makes Space Buck Chuck cry. My Girl. <laughs> Oh, see now, now I'm I'm on the wire, having to pick one more. Should I go with Exit to Eden or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I can't throw that one out there. I really did not enjoy that movie. Um, oh, gosh. The film with Chevy Chase and Spies Like Us. Oh, that's one I'm looking at. That's one you're throwing out there? No, that's... I've been just naming them all the other ones off. That, that one okay. You, These are the ones I'm stuck on. Spies Like Us, Dragnet, The Great Outdoors, My Stepmother's an Alien... That was good though. That was they're all so good. They're such great sneakers, Chaplin, Coneheads. Sneakers, I love that movie. Ah, oh, Dan Aykroyd, you're so amazing. First pairing of Allison Hannigan and Seth Green. Yeah, as boyfriend and girlfriend. I thought that was amazing because then they come back to Buffy and their boyfriend and girlfriend. It was meant to be. One that was kind of that was really wasn't a big hit was Loose Cannons. Did you ever see that one? Yep. He plays a cop with personality disorder, and he's. Um, teamed up with Gene Hackman, and it's almost like watching Dan Aykroyd channel Robin Williams. Yeah. All over the place, different personalities, different characters, and it's such a good movie. And so that's, gonna, that's another one I have to pick. I'm going to go with Trading Places um, as my next Dan Aykroyd, because I, I can't pick. That was way difficult. Yep. When I actually started looking at what he's put out there, I was struggling, so that's one of like the 30 Dan Aykroyd movies I love, so... <laughs> Do you know he has Asperger's? Yeah, you told me that. And he talked. I said that. I said first things out of my mouth was, "Well, talk about high functioning." Yeah, high functioning autistic, right there. That's uh, we found that out. Like, wow, that's amazing. Like, let's spread the word. That's pretty cool. That he's in his gross point blank with John Cusack. Oh, that's right. He's an assassin, like a hitman, totally against any other characters ever played. He's a bad guy. Really yeah, bad dude. Also, one of my favorites. All right, so now, for me, one of the biggest ones, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. And I'm already struggling again. I'm just going to throw out Lost in Translation right at the start because he is awesome in that. His um, serious stuff than I have. Yeah. Um, and then the other ones that I was really struggling with, Groundhog's Day and Scrooged. Scrooged, I love Scrooged. Yeah, I love both those movies. So those were the ones I really was, I'm balanced between. So, and then again, Stripes, but, uh, and Caddyshack. They just don't make comedians like they used to. If I could rant. They, you know, I mean, because there's, there's guys that are funny, but they're, the movies they're in are gross funny. Yeah, well, like, if you just think, like, the biggest comedians we have right now, either from SNL and TV... When you look at their comedy, you're like, oh, they're great. But then when you look at their, their acting, their list of movies, they just, it doesn't have that. Maybe in like five, ten years when they're more seasoned, the, yeah. the scene will change. But, like, I used to be a huge Dane Cook fan. I think the guy's hilarious. Um, he got overplayed and then came back from it and was still hilarious. I can't think of a single, like, Dane Cook movie I really enjoy. Except for, uh, was it Mr. Brooks? That Kevin was- Costner? Oh my gosh, he was good in that. And it wasn't even like a comedy. It was a comedy role. No, it was like the opposite of a comedy role. But yeah, just, we really, we really had something going in like the '80s and early '90s when it came to comedy and actors in that genre. There was so much, so much to keep up with. And if you look at an actor and kind of just anybody now you, you can almost struggle to find like too many movies that you really like and then this podcast alone i have i'm actually emotionally torn 
<laughs> on what movies because I could go on and on and on about all these amazing movies these guys are in. Oh, they don't make them like they used to. No. Maybe it's because everything goes raunchy now. I don't know. I think that might be why. We just can't have it funny and not be raunchy. I sound like a prude. Old fuddy-duddy. I feel like an old person when I say that. I don't know. Well, my movie is, is I just love this movie, and I forget that he was even in it, and I forget about this movie. The Man Who Knew Too Little. <laughs> it's pretty good in that one. Because he's so just... Wasn't the premise he didn't realize like he was actually in a spy thing? Like He thought it was like open rehearsals for a movie or something like that? What happened was is that he was visiting his brother in London, and his brother wanted him out of the way for a night because he was going to have like a big business dinner. He didn't want his brother there embarrassing him. So he sets him up with this fake um, mystery, like a uh, interactive um, acting environment where they you witness a murder and then you have to... Well, he thought that's what it was. Well, here it turns out by some fluke that he was actually involved in like one of the biggest political conspiracies <laughs> that there ever was between England and Russia trying to keep the Cold War alive or reunite the Cold War and it he becomes this amazing spy and he still thinks it's all an acting thing and that he's that <laughs> <laughs> and I just I, it's, so, it's just a adorable movie didn't get much play and People don't really give it the respect it deserves, but I just thought it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> Alfred Molina plays a, um, like, they call him the Butcher, Boris the Butcher in the movie, and he thinks he's, that Bill Murray is just this amazing guy. He actually gives it his favorite one, and it, it's just, <laughs> it just gets worse and worse and worse, and his brother ends up getting kidnapped by the real bad guys and gets tortured, and... Yeah, it's just it sounds like such a dark movie, but it's actually it's it's pretty enjoyable and fun. So. That's very well and it's very funny. I just love it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like I said, it's I, I kind of went on a tangent there. The whole all right. When I was a kid, totally justified. <laughs> hey, did you know in a movie Bill Murray paid Hunter S. Thompson? Address Hobson. That he was a Rolling Stone art- writer, I think. Um, he was Johnny Depp played him in a movie. Well, I'm trying to think. I don't don't think I know the movie. It's that Johnny Depp movie with Benicio del Toro, when they go on like that road trip, and he's got the the really weird. Oh, like, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. That's weird. Interesting. Yeah, he's had a lot of little cameos like that too. Um. Yeah, yeah was... I'm hoping he has a cameo. Same with as many of the original crew from Ghostbusters and the new one. Yeah. My idea for a story would be that, and I, I think I brought it up on a podcast, but I was solo that time, what you think about it, um, where the Ghostbusters is not just the four of them anymore. There's, like, East Coast, Central, West Coast, yep. Ghost Hust- okay. Ghostbusters Abroad. You know, all these different factions. It's almost like a fire department and police department. See, that's what the original premise of the movie was. Yeah, hopefully they go that route, and then this is just one of the, the groups. Yeah. So hopefully they don't just do a full-on reboot. Because and... I, I watched the original Ghostbusters, I don't know how many times, and try to think of ways for that to become a raunchy comedy, and I don't know if I like it. <laughs> I don't know if I... Uh would enjoy that kind of humor. So, again, maybe turn, turn into an old fuddy-duddy, but... 
Um, so I'm sorry, you had your you did you get your two movies out for Bill Murray? That was the only one that I really. I, there's a lot of them I like, but that's that was too many. Where I'm like, I got out. That's the one. I want to see Saint Vincent. I do too, and I want to see the Monuments Men. The Monuments. I heard that's really good. I almost picked Zombieland, but he's playing himself. Yeah, he plays himself in only just a little bit, but the movie is pretty amazing. So. What was the other one on? Oh, Charlie's Angels. He was just so good in that one. Yeah, I didn't like that movie though. I didn't like the hard part. But I like him in it. I wouldn't want to lead people astray and say, oh, he was great in this movie, and then the rest of the movie I really didn't enjoy. Like, what was that dude talking about? Wild Things? He was a character in Wild He was really good in Wild Things. <laughs> so slimy. <laughs> Quick Change, where he robs bank. Quick Change, yeah. That one was one of my favorites. Yeah, it's, it's just too many. That's the thing. Like, Who knows? Maybe in, what, 15 years, 10 years from now, We'll do another episode and we'll talk about all the great work that the reboot cast of Ghostbusters has done. And yeah, we'll that's like, just too many Kristen Wiig movies I can't pick. <laughs> and I only say that half sarcastically because I she is my favorite. So. <laughs> of her, I want to. I have to. We have to see the Skeleton Twins. Skeleton Twins looks funny. Is that on Netflix? I think that's on Netflix. It just came out. Oh, did it? I thought it was on Netflix or some watch instant thing. Might be watched instant on um, DVR on on your. TV. Yeah, maybe you can rent it or something. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think. Any final sign-offs? Um, Big Hero Six comes out to DVD in a couple weeks. <laughs> so does The Hobbit. We had to. Uh, yeah, I'm not picking that up. I'm I'm done buying his movies with the last Hobbit movie. Why? <laughs> so, which seems so silly because he said this will be like his ninth DVD that I'm like I'm done now. No yep. more, and it's the last one. <laughs> The last one I, I want in my house. What a horrible spot to take a stand. Yeah. <laughs> a little late for that. <laughs> no, I'm going to pick it up. It's going to be on my shelf. I don't really watch them much after I get them, though. They're mostly just to have on the shelf. No, I'll, I don't... I'll break them out and watch. You know, I gotta sit, I want to sit through and watch. Once I have it on DVD, I can sit and watch the whole thing. Yeah, I'll plan a whole weekend. weekend. Or one really long day. <laughs> It'd be like that time we all uh, played City Heroes. For 14 hours? 14 hours. Well, that was, you and Travis played for 14 hours. Bill and I played for like 18. Yeah. That was the nerdiest thing I probably ever had done. I didn't play for a whole year after that. <laughs> it was a long time. I can't say it was a year, but it was a few weeks. Because mm-hmm. I woke up that morning, it was a double XP weekend. I woke up and started playing. And I was playing for about two hours until you and Travis showed up, and then you set up your laptop, sat on the couch, and then Bill started playing the same time I did, and we played for a couple hours after you left. Yeah. Oofta. That was tough. It was a snowstorm that day, so we were snowed in. Yeah, there's nothing to do. And I had stopped at Hardee's and picked up a whole bunch of burgers, and Travis brought, I think he went to Taco John's and got tacos. And... Yeah, and we had uh, sodas and beer and stuff for later, and... I wish I would have paid more attention to how far I st- I created a new character and got him well into 40, I think, by the end of the day. Yeah. That was just nuts. My my back hurts just thinking about it, sitting that long. <laughs> I can't imagine people that do that all the time. Yeah, it was I our, can't do it now. Anti-social social gathering. Eesh. Yeah, we just... <laughs> lots of seeing half of people's faces the whole time. <laughs> I became really familiar with the right side of my brother's face. Yeah. <laughs> We were always playing that game. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's really much else. I uh, I don't have anything. 
I'm looking over at my retro gaming shelves here. I'm thinking I should maybe try and hook up a system pretty soon. Maybe play some Nintendo. It's been a while. You find the, the walkthrough and play that Dracula game from start to finish. Yeah, we, yeah the Sega CD video game. We have to finish that. I want to know how it ends. The Literally a video game. like Because it's the old school... Live action. Almost pick and choose adventure kind of thing. We always got stuck at the same spot. Yeah, I can barely remember that one though. I wonder if Mom's 3DO still works. I don't think it does. Ugh. I guess why we we stopped buying stuff for it to quit working. It's too bad that one got such bad reviews because it wasn't a horrible system. No. I like the the when you could put a CD in it like a regular music CD. And then there would have um, it would play lights on your or um, pictures on your screen. Yeah, well, that was one of the first times they had really done that in home entertainment stuff. Or so do the visualizations. Yep. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh, that's bringing back memories. Oh man, nostalgia. <laughs> nostalgia wave. We should do a nostalgia episode. Oh god, it'd be a long. This, that's pretty much what this has been, really. <laughs> yeah, got really down, and it would be like a two-hour episode, so we'd have to really bank out our that's budget. Not too different than normal. No, I know. This one's this one's a, a good solid hour. I think we could probably we, get we on could probably here. cut her down now. Yeah. So we uh, start talking. Don't shut up. So yes, this was Nerd Mode. Uh, again, the working title is Trivia Crack is Whack, which probably makes absolutely no sense. So I might have to put something else on there. Yeah. Um, too many choices, too many choices. We'll figure something out. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. As usual, come find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerd Mode. Uh, email the show at nerdmode42 at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, forward slash nerdmode42. Or groups forward slash nerd mode if you want to join in the discussion. It's ramping up again now with all these talks of reboots and a lot of talk about uh, pen and paper games like Dungeons and Dragons and things like that. It really has me wanting to play. Um, maybe one thing I can try and throw out there as an idea would be to try and play Dungeons and Dragons over Skype sometime and record it. I think maybe that'd be kind of fun. We'll see if Devin, maybe Jeff, my brother... Uh, I bet I could probably even maybe get um, some guys. Uh, Brad, maybe, from Three Count Radio is a big pen and paper guy. Maybe we'll try and organize something. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, especially for me, since I have not played uh, Dungeons & Dragons since I was like six. And at the time, I had no idea what the heck I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk to the guys. We're going to see if we can get something like that going. That'd be a fun episode, I think. Just listen to us play D&D. And then you can join too if you'd like. This isn't a, a boys only thing. Oh no, I I will allow a girl to play Dungeons and Dragons. Not that big into Dungeons and Dragons. No, even after watching Community, come on. I. You could paint yourself no, up like a dark I... elf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was <pretty> ridiculous. <laughs> and then die right away. No. Okay, see ya. <laughs> All right. We should we should call it an episode. Okay. All right. Yep. I'm gonna. I'll call it a uh, an e- an afternoon. We'll have to maybe try and do this on weekends. Now that you're gonna be on a different crew for the next month, not gonna get to see ya. I know. Weekends. I think we could probably swing though. Yep, we just we, have to do it during the day like this. I won't be doing. They don't really. I'm not, I won't have forced forced overtime. I don't yep. think. Yeah. Most likely not, since you're gonna be training on a different crew. Yep. 
ditching your poor little brother. Hey, so, I not my choice. I tried to get out of it. You really did try. <laughs> All right. As usual, learn something about everything and everything about something. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye, bye. never talked about walking dead no we didn't that's okay <laughs> i just realized that now <laughs> <laughs> yeah we kind of <laughs> should we cover it real quick and that could be the after show banter good <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll just we'll, we'll hash that out real quick i'll try to find like a song that'll kind of fit because <laughs> yeah we totally spaced yep. um how do you feel about the last episode like i was really bad i just was like i even put on work i was you know, we, when we watch Walking Dead, there's a Facebook group we all belong to that we comment on while we're watching it. And I put, really, Walking Dead, really? We just that was, lost. That was shocking. Like, yeah, I. I was, especially when you see them when they, when they stop the truck in the middle of the road and they're getting out. Oh, Carol's coming. She's right there, right? She's like, and then you see Rick kind of like almost like he stomps his foot and shakes his arms a little bit. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. As, uh, yeah, and, and like I had told you in the comics, he lasted a lot, or he lasted a lot longer in the show than the comic books. Like, but he had a bigger impact in the comics than on the show. I was hoping he would have a longer run. Yeah, I was I was thinking they'd bounce him out, but that's kind of what that show does, you know? They, they it's they really have very rarely done what you expect them to do. Yeah. You know, we were expecting like this heartfelt episode where they're all just kind of. I was almost thinking of like them sitting around talking about Beth and talking about what they need to do to survive and honor her memory, and um, let everyone just grieve. You know, we never really had a chance to grieve her loss because the episode ended and then the series, the season, mid-season end happened. Yep. So we kind of just, in our own way, we d- dealt with it, but. On the show, we never really got to take that journey. Then all of a sudden, we barely get in the episode, and then you see him get bit. I'm like, are you serious? Like, oh. um, yeah. And then I, what killed me is we. It was Bob, Beth, and Tyrese, three of the moral centers of the show, all in a row. Yeah. There wasn't a space in between for any kind of filler episode or any kind of build up. Just boom, boom, boom. Which might. I can- they cut that. They cut the season where Beth died because if they had cut after Tyrese died, people would watching because yeah. it's so emotional in three episodes. And then like, okay, fine. What? Who are they going to kill now? Are they going to kill Glenn in the next episode, or you know? And I was talking to Ryan at work. I said it's almost like they didn't know what to do. They're like, oh, we'll just kill this guy off. You know what I mean? Because there was no in between episode. That's why I was upset. It's just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I don't know. I think what they're what and did you get a chance to listen to the episode from last week where I talked about? I haven't gotten to do it yet. Um, my theory is, and it kind of goes with the comics. I'm trying to approach it the way where it's not going to be too spoilery, but we're gonna have to we're gonna end up seeing Rick and the group through someone else's eyes. They're gonna find a group of survivors that didn't live the life that the group has. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, I put out, I can't even call it a challenge, but an idea that. And maybe the listeners can do that. Anybody that watches Walking Dead, 
if you have a friend that doesn't watch it, have them watch um, any episode from this season with Rick and the group and have them explain to you whether or not Rick and his crew are good guys or bad guys. Because when you look at what they're doing to survive, which it's all justified, we can say it's justified because we know the story as it's happening, but to any outside source, they look terrifying. You know? You know, we were talking last week about how Shane got a lot of flack because he was getting a little too, little crazy and her survival, his survival instincts were kicking in. He didn't do anything like Rick has done. Not that it wasn't justified on Rick's end, but um, the things that they've done to survive. So we're gonna, they're gonna see, a, meet a group where the group is gonna look at them like, who are these savages we've let into our, into our lives, you know, and. So maybe that's what they need to do a little bit is take out their moral compasses a little bit. I didn't think they'd take out all three of them. Oh, yeah, exactly. But well, Think of it this way. Do you think that the group as it is now, the way it stands now, there's no way Herschel would have let them anywhere near the farmhouse? Oh, absolutely not. No, the way that, the way that they're acting now, Carol and, and Rick and everybody, there's no way that Herschel would have gone with the group the way it is now. It, they've veered so far from where they used to be, which, you know, you're, logically, that's what would happen. Yep. But, and the other side of that discussion... Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have more there before I... Oh, did I turn you off? Nope. Okay. Um, would Rick and the group now have even give Herschel and his his family a choice? If they would have showed up, you know, if you took Maggie and Beth out of the equation, let's say they never were there, um, Rick and them have dealt with the termites and dealt with the governor, the loss of the uh, the prison, and they found this little farm and this little old man saying that they can't stand there. What do you think they would have done at that point? See, I don't think I don't think they've gone that far yet. I don't think if if Herschel wasn't being aggressive towards them or try, you know what I mean, the way that some other people are. I think Rick would have just been there and left. I don't think he's gone quite that far yet to where he would take over the the farmhouse like Shane wanted to. I think he would have taken over, but in a more diplomatic kind of, this could have been worse. You know, us letting you stay and live with us is the better of the two options. I mean, he just barely, um, just looking for one of his missing friends, protecting one person, he ran a guy over or ran a guy down with a cop car. So he's definitely a different Rick, you know. He's not nearly as diplomatic now, you know, like they said on Talking Dead, where it's just you get one warning and that's that, you know. Like he's done. But I don't. Um, think, that guy, he was trying to be Rick. Was I'm defending him now, running a guy over. Yeah. But, but Rick tried to do it the diplomatic way. He tried to do it in the nice way, I guess you could say. And the guy. The guy um, double-crossed him, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So then it's like, nope, I'm done with you then. I tried to be good. In his own mind, he goes, I tried to do this the right way. I tried to do it the cop way. And nope, now I'm doing it the way, the savage way. I'm, you're, yeah. gonna, you're done. Yeah, I don't so. think to the point now, if Joe's group had found the farm, then yeah, then Herschel would have been dead. And he would have done horrible things to Maggie and Beth and... But I don't think Rick has gone that far yet. Yeah. Burst in and take the take the place over. Yep. I, I do think he probably would have strong armed a little bit more and said, No, we're staying, so he 
would have, yeah, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't have hurt anybody. Yeah. Unless he absolutely had to, which, again, that's, I'm totally justifying his behaviors because the people he's come across and the people he's had to deal with, yeah, he's going to change. He's not going to become, you know, he's not um, officer friendly anymore. He can't be that anymore. Um, but on the same token, anybody that sees him and watches him now isn't going to feel the same way. They're going to look at, you know, the list of things he's done, like that guy is a monster, you know. If you just look at just the bullet points of his life since he woke up in that hospital, he's become a monster, which was needed, of course. But So I think it's going to be an interesting series where we're going to find out what other people, other survivors, think of him from their side of the story. Yep. So I think that'll be really interesting. And it's it's I'm bummed to see Tyrese go, but I'm on almost a similar side as you as he could have gone farther, but they just weren't making him go farther. No. So that's why when he died, I'm just like, okay, that's sad, and I'm bummed out, and it was a pretty pretty neat artistic episode, but once oh, yeah. the credits rolled, I was just like, okay, let's move forward. What's happening now? You know. I'm just like, they're killing off, because first Maggie loses her, her dad, then Beth. So she's got just Glenn now. And now Sasha lost Bob, and now Tyrese. What you know what I mean? They're taking these, these people who are in, like, a little group, and they're, like, killing off. So there's only one person left. You know what I mean? Am I making yeah. any... Yeah, they're basically singling out, like, if three or four people show up, then they're, before long there's going to be one, which I think there'd be a lot more of that in... See, we could go on and on now. This, we could, this would be a whole other episode. In the actual zombie apocalypse, I don't think a group of five or eight or ten would last that long. I think they would merge and filter and people would leave and egos would get in the way or people would die and clicks like that I don't think would stick around that long, you know? It's almost becoming predictable now. You know, they're they'll pick of like of the green family, they killed off two people, there's one left. Yeah. And Sasha's group they killed there's three of them, technically. They killed off two there's one left. I'm like, really? I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I want to keep watching it, but if they don't, they don't start building up more momentum now instead of just killing off characters in interesting ways. I, I don't know. I think I think the uh, main character deaths are going to be done for this season. Okay. Um. Because I I do think that they're they're approaching, like I said, a, a milestone. I'm I'm going to try to not get too spoiler. I thought with just the scenes from this last episode where they're opening the walls and fighting zombies, I thought that was them following a story in the comic, but I was, I was wrong. Okay, so did I. But they're, they're, they're moving towards that and there's going to be some dramatic stuff happening. I don't know what's going on with these, uh, disembodied, uh, limbless bodies and corpses. Yeah. Um, I know you have a pretty interesting theory about that. We'll talk about that just before we end because we will have to cut it off now. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> um, I think now it's going to be, they're going to be in survival mode, but I don't think any main characters, there's going to be some bad emotional stuff happening, but I don't think there's going to be any more deaths now. I think they're going to push forward and they're going to work on surviving together and making sure they don't lose any more people because... Uh, when they split up too much, that's what's been happening is when they, they section off and don't have a plan 
to recuperate or get back together, that's when they start losing people, you know. So, um, let's uh, we'll we'll end that we'll officially finally end the episode with your theory about um, the bodies and because didn't well, you have one? Didn't you say that? I had one. Um, because it went in the sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, all of a sudden, I became a motorcycle. Um, when they entered uh, the little community that Noel in before he left, um, to with his dad, they were showing it, and there's a part where it's you can see Rick, you see Michonne in the background, and then on this little brick wall, it's kind of like a, on the edge of a sidewalk. It said, "What did it say? The wolves are are, are the close. wolves are near. I think." Near, they're not far. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Well, then, when they're going, when they're actually leaving after Tyrese gets hurt and they're leaving, they hit the back of that truck, and all of these, like you said, these limbless um, zombie bodies come flying out of the back of this big pickup truck, and they have little W's carved in their foreheads. Which and- to me was like probably the most shocking thing. I actually struggled watching that. That looked so grotesque. It, it, well, it wasn't so much grotesque for me, but just kind of shocking. Like, oh my god, who would do that? Who would? grab these people, cut their arms off, and then stick them in the back of a truck and save them. So just, now... It's like a signature to me, like a group yeah. does this. So I thought, okay, so I'm still looking at it. Well, then they showed a clip um, from, like, I don't know if it's from the next se- next um, episode or if it's from, like, the season. Like, this is what's happening in the, in the next season. The yeah, what to, what to look forward to, I guess. So the group all hunched together, like, on, like, a country road, and they're all these wild dogs coming towards them like slowly inching like they're going to attack and i thought well this is weird what if this is my only thing what if the wolves quote-unquote wolves are an actual like a gang that's what they call themselves the w's are their 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 insignia i guess you could say on the, on the zombie heads kind of like saying you know this is our territory don't come near us and then the wolves are almost like the dogs are almost like their um pack animals their pets, I guess you could say, they send them out ahead of, um, ahead of themselves to kind of scope out any ch- any threats that might be near and take care of before they actually get there. Yeah, that's, I think that's brilliant. It was kind of my own thing. I'm probably taking like two or three things and then putting them together with some other stuff. And but you're putting them together in such a logical way that yeah, I made kind of a goulash out of it. I like <laughs> a delicious zombie goulash. <laughs> No, and I think it's great. Um, like Steph, things online, and I was looking at it, and I'm thinking, oh my god, what if this is what it is? That it's an actual, a gang, and this is what they do. They send these dogs out as kind of like their scouts. And if it's a dog, it's a dog. Who cares if the dog dies? They don't care. But the dogs will be loyal to who feeds them. Yeah. So if they're getting food from these people, but they're not, and then they're taught to hate everybody else. I can see that. No, that makes sense. That's that's one of those incredibly logical things, like the idea Steph had where she was thinking that uh, Beth, you know, she was in a hospital, of course, but she was thinking it was a, like a survival group that was basically ter- terrifyingly um, basically breeding and trying to repopulate. Ooh. And I was, I was like, wow, that is so, like, dark, but that would probably happen, you know? There would probably be people like, well, we got to, you know, the population of the entire planet went down like 90%, so we have to do our part, and that would be a way, a, a horrible way to do it, but I was like, that, I've never even seen in the comics, like, that was a totally unique perspective, and 
I should start looking at The Walking Dead more on that that token. I pretty much just let the story take me. Um, I should start looking at it from a different perspective and trying to see if I can figure out where the story is going. And that's the best I can do right now is linking up with the comics. Yeah, just um, but they go off course for that so much that it's real difficult to uh, to do that. See, it might be why I, you know, I want to read the comics, but I'm kind of not, and that's maybe that's why I, I haven't you know, brought them into the show yet because I don't really know anything about them. And then, yeah. Well, you could read up to uh, volume 19 right now, and you still won't be caught, the show still won't be caught up. So, <laughs> um, they're getting there. That's why I got to try and get a hold of some more volumes. The fact that they're not on the Kindle anymore bums me out because that was. Oh, you have to get comicology. Comicology. That's right went to now it goes through it goes through amazon so it still builds but it's got everything on there every comp i'll have to check that out so okay now we should really call it call it a show since we did finally get to talk about the walking dead (laughs) good thing you reminded us that was only about 15 minutes so it wasn't no really a little extra here no big deal um a little extra bonus for the people that decide to stick after the credits i'm gonna do some fun editing there so I'll, i'll edit this episode later but all right. Okay. Uh, again, this was Nerd Mode for a little extra oomph. Learn something about everything and everything about something. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>